0: Uh, In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak. I thank God that we can continue with our uh, lessons. And and we're going to, I want to do a quick review, um, to do a bit of supplement to what we had yesterday. So we find it that holiness is important for salvation. And sometimes we may find holiness is something far, far away from us. But when we look at God's commandments through faith in Jesus Christ, yeah? That is why the phrase through Jesus Christ is important. Because God manifests in the flesh to bring us salvation. Yeah? So therefore when God tells us, when we read the Old Testament, yeah, that God tells us yeah, that he is holy and we shall be holy, yeah? we must see it with faith as his gift to us yeah if you don't see it that way you will always find it that i can't when you say i can't you don't believe when you don't believe you don't pursue when you don't pursue you don't let god work his salvation in you that is the problem yeah it's only when you humble yourself and says you know what i really need this holiness i want this gift i want this love from you father i want to be holy like you yeah i hope i've captured that in 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 that sense okay so holiness is not a just a demand but as a gift yeah if we are willing to receive the gift of god which is eternal life in christ jesus our lord then we also need to receive all of the gift that gift is god's righteousness the gift of righteousness needs to reign in life in our life our life needs to let god's righteousness reign in our life through the one jesus christ so if you love jesus very much you need to let God moves you into a position where you realize that he is king. He is doing his best for you. He wants to give you salvation. So therefore, you need to submit to him in order for him to take charge over your life. He is your king. You let Jesus dictate what is right for you in his sight so that he can make you holy. Yeah? Yeah? that is important I tell you as I says we don't automatically sign over our life for Jesus to be our king yeah I think one quick way to discover where our faith is is to realize we don't sign over our whole life for Jesus to be our king it's almost like we you say it with our mouth have this wishful thinking into my heart but actually you know what i prefer jesus to be in my heart when i need him yeah i don't want to him to keep telling me what to do i don't want him to correct me i don't want him to make me what i don't want to be yeah and it's this inner self-realization that you know what i'm actually stopping jesus giving me the gift that i say i want but my heart does not match up yeah so it is important that we strip away all this inner self-deception and says yeah in front of people or even in my own mind even in my prayer i says lord make me holy but my mind and heart is not completely there but the beautiful thing is when we are willing to admit and acknowledge you know what i've been lying to myself all this time and you have been so patient so i'm going to be super serious now i'm going to bring myself under you please lead me take charge over my life and if i am a little bit naughty self-deceptive lord please can you hammer me with your word please can you knock some sense into me so that i can wake up to my self-deception i'm not used to having you to be my king now if you acknowledge that that is a very quicker way to enter into a serious relationship with with our lord okay so when we continue we realize that we need to present our members ourselves as slaves of god's righteousness yeah. So I'm going to write on the board, and I hopefully, can you see?
1: what is us, righteousness, holiness, for our life. Now, as far as you know, what can you see? What can you actually see? Holiness, can't, isn't it? Holiness, can't. So, like when you are.
0: You're baptized. Did you see yourself black, then out of the water? you
1: bright. White linen, shining bright. No, you didn't, right? But by starting point, a
0: really good start. So after baptism, we xiao ourselves we must xiao
1: ourselves holy, right? Okay? That's what you need. Now, difficulty is, what do we see after that? What do we see? you see you becoming more holy. Do you see that?
0: You can't. Righteousness and then when we see it, we reflect upon our own righteousness, too, our own unholiness. Right? So how do we exchange our unholiness to get God's righteousness to become holy and eternal life? How do
1: Bible says right? if you honor Sabbath day
0: as a holy day not a holiday right a holy day right so when I when I when, when we say this Sabbath day is a holy day right yeah? you need to regard
1: Now, look at your heart and say, that the way I see the Sabbath. Day, this is how I see it with
0: my heart." Now, if you are honest, and this is how we have to be, we have to be dead honest, right? We have to say, no, I didn't see the Sabbath day like that. I just saw Saturday as the time I go to church. That's it. So now, you have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. By faith, you have to ask, does God care whether I see the Sabbath day as a holy day? Does God care? Right? Okay. Now, if I know God cares whether I see the Sabbath day as a holy day, then I have to think about this god cares what am i going to do about it i have to repent right
1: i have to repent and say god i was totally wrong that was unrighteous of me i didn't believe in your commandments i didn't
0: regard it as holy and so change and stand corrected. Now, when I see your Sabbath day, it is a holy
1: day. Yeah? Now, when you see yourself change, yeah, then, by
0: faith, you know another one turn to, turn to Isaiah turn to Isaiah yeah let's look at uh Isaiah chapter 58 Isaiah chapter
1: 58
0: now let's look at verse 13 and 14. by the way i'm just using sabbath day as an example i have to speak from the bible if i just have a conversation with you you're not going to be able to get it i have to use the right okay let's look at let's let the bible speak so in isaiah chapter 58 verse 13 and 14. so the bible says if you turn over your foot from the sabbath from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the sabbath a delight the holy day of the lord honorable and shall honor him and not doing your own ways and find your own pleasure and not speaking your own words Okay, so this is verse 13, what we have to do. So God's righteousness has been revealed to us. This is my commandment. This is the attitude you need to have. This is what you should practice. You practice not doing your own things, speaking your own words, right? That's the negative part. What you should not do. Now, look at the positive. What is the positive ones? all the
1: sabbath day are delight. honor god can you see how the commandment tells us what is right
0: so if i in my heart right in my heart when I, i wake up on sabbath day or friday evening as i enter the sabbath right if i am not delighted something I don't need someone to tell me you know what Urban, not willing to come to church. Not happy. Yeah, I don't need people to tell me that because the commandment of God has already been revealed to me what I should be when I'm not that I am lacking in God's righteousness yeah so then because at the beginning you says, yeah I don't delight in Sabbath day I don't something's wrong right so when you're not doing the right thing you need to look deeper and says why is it I am not willing I don't have this inclination to see the Sabbath day as a delight right so what you should find is you should root down and and, and basically you should say you should find out and says you know what I didn't look at the Sabbath day as part of salvation i forgot that god saved me that is why i can keep the sabbath day i didn't take seriously god saved me i didn't yeah so therefore there are reasons why we don't delight in the sabbath day right and probably when we examine deeper we will say well i don't know if i'm going to be saved yeah because when you don't know when you don't have confidence you're going to be saved based upon what jesus Then you're not going to be delighted to give up your time to do your own stuff you're not going to be delighted you're not going to be delighted to do holy stuff you're not going to be delighted to change to see god's commandments as 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 good for you transforming you yeah so you gotta you've got to reach down so i've given the example that if i See the Sabbath day and call the Sabbath day light. That is where I should be. So when I when I am not there, what should I do? I need to say, Holy Spirit, guide me into all truth. Let me see what is my subconscious. It's not a psychological thing, it's a spiritual thing. What is underneath in my heart? What is wrong with me? What is the mindset that is needs correcting? why why am i not there right why don't i delight when you are giving me your holiness why am i not delighted to keep this up why, do you know what I mean? yeah when you love me so much why don't i love the way you are leading me so you've got to get to the root of it and you can't do it by yourself you can't it's impossible it's not saying oh let me give me some headspace and i'm going to figure it out no you can't do it by yourself you can't that is why the that is why jesus gave us his holy spirit so that he guides our heart and helps us see it see the point of mentality yeah okay let me use an example right so do you know when you are proud do you know you're proud you don't do you know i mean do you know when you're sinning do you realize you're sinning no because you've been deceived right so the same thing is there is some underlying spiritual matter there's lies that we have believed in a way of life that we have been leading that stops us telling the difference why we can't see why we are the way we are different from what god wants to give to us am i clear now yeah you need to ask you need to beg because we're a bunch of sinners okay we are a bunch of sinners. We, we 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 were in the sin has been ingrained in our home being. How on earth are you supposed to know what is really holy and not holy and you know your spiritual self just by a bit of mindset change or a bit of figuring out you are so good you be your own savior. You don't need Jesus, right? But the fact is that we need Jesus to get to lead us to the truth to realize we've been telling fibs lies to ourselves all this time and we need the Holy Spirit to get through to us we need Jesus to knock some sense into us Does that make sense? yeah okay so I hope that helps so basically what we need is that we need to give ourselves as slaves of righteousness yeah slaves of righteousness are you a master of righteousness yet no. We're not even novices. Right? We're not a bunch of master kings of righteousness. We're not. We're a bunch of sinners forgiven but we have not yet become kings with the King of kings. Yeah. The king of kings he's the master of righteousness true yeah but we are not yet completely kings with the king of kings he is the king of righteousness true and that is what hebrews tells us so we got to admit lord thank you i am now i believe i'm a son of god but i'm not yet like you a king of righteousness i'm not i've got to learn i've got to admit my mistakes yeah do you know when you're looking to first king second kings and you look at the history of the kings right you know remember the word of god is prophetic in nature right so those kings represent us our flaws our downfalls our pride why we can't get it right so when you look into the Old Testament in like uh, second Samuel chapter 7 you don't need to turn to it right is that the spiritual structure is that God is king right God is king in heaven over over his pin, uh, kingdom Israel right and then God said right yeah I will make your son king true I will be your father and the son will be the king will be my son true yeah so that is the structure so david was the example how to be the son under the king of kings yeah so therefore when god is the king of kings he anointed david to be king over his kingdom true right so that is why that is why Jesus came from this lineage. Yeah, this lineage. Okay. Now after Jesus came from this lineage, which he is the 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 the, the, the what, of Jesse. The root of Jesse, right? The root of Jesse, right? He comes from David, right? Jesus comes from David. So therefore, we are the descendants of, of Jesus true? because we put on Jesus right but after we put on Jesus through baptism we need to we need to put on Jesus to put on his righteousness so that we are together kings with the king of kings does that make sense yeah so that is how we will be able to discern whether we are truly belong to the father yeah whether we truly belong to god or not whether we are willing to pursue for holiness like jesus like david to be connected with with god our father is that clear yeah but you have to be a slave of god slave of god's righteousness you have to decide is this what i really want now if you do
1: then you
0: go pursue it That me clear? yeah okay so let's continue <clears throat> so if you look at uh romans chapter 6 verse 22 yeah romans chapter 6 verse 22 and i want to supplement this particular bit and so that you can understand it a bit more so when you look at romans chapter 6 verse 22 now but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of god you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life right now the funny thing is right this is why the scripture is so is the wisdom of god for salvation right so if you look at verse 22 but now having been set free from sin now when is the moment you know you have been set free when is the moment you know you have been set free right most of the time we only pray for the forgiveness true god i'm wrong i feel bad I want to be forgiven isn't it right but we focus on the feeling and this is the 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 deception you focus on the feeling but that's not what you should focus on you focus on whether you are whether you have been set free or not right this is what we need to do now turn to john turn to john yeah chapter 8 And I want you to read verse 36, right? John chapter 8, verse 36. Right, brothers, can you read verse 36, please? Brothers, one, two, three, go. Uh Aha. So in verse 36 says that, if the son makes you free you shall be free indeed right so now the question is how on earth do i know that jesus has made me free how do i know right how do i know i've been made free is when we are able to freely willingly we practice the right thing that is the only way whether you know you have been released from sin. If you don't practice the right thing, you will always do the wrong thing. You're still captured. You can't be holy yet. Is that okay? Yeah? So that means we need to pray, 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 repent, 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 and wholeheartedly says, Lord, I need you to release me from this sin. I need you to release me from this sin. Okay, let's bring an example in to help us, right? Have you ever gone through the the weakness of being envious or jealous? Have you? Yeah. Have you ever been controlled by anger that you can't let go of? We have, right? So it's not a simple matter of, Let's, let's let's not get angry. It's not as simple as that, true? So therefore, it must be that this is a sin that I need Jesus to release me from, right? But you can only be released from any sin to do the right thing when you really want it. When you have wanted, Jesus will not release you from that sin and give you his holiness. He won't do it because he will not be cheated. So you've got to mean business, just like Jesus means business and says, that I want to give you my holiness. You have to say, Lord, I really want your holiness. I want to do the right thing. I want to get rid of this sin. I hate it. I'm tired of it. I'm weakened by it. I am so guilt ridden. I'm ashamed i hate this but i know this is not what you want to give to me you want to give me peace you want to give me your righteousness you want to give me your holiness lord i'm gonna work so hard but i'm relying on you to release me from this sin does that make sense okay so let's turn to uh uh, first timothy chapter six right first timothy chapter six let's look at verse 11 right first timothy chapter 6 verse 11 now don't forget the whole theme of this uh my lessons is to what grow grow in the yeah now so when you look at verse 11 what does it say but you o man of god flee these things and pursue righteousness right so in your mind now you realize if you don't see there are two directions in your heart if you don't see it you're blind so this is why Jesus gave us his commandment his righteousness so that we can see what is right and then see where we are wrong so that we can run away from the wrong to head in the right direction true okay so the word of god exposes the shamefulness the sinfulness the wrongness of what we are thinking right so let's just say suppose i have jealousy a quiet form of jealousy i feel i feel i feel not so comfortable when someone is praised or and i'm not praised right or someone is you know lifted up and i feel you know jamming yeah whether whether it's right or wrong for that person to be praised is not my business but why am i affected in this way why am i not giving thanks to god for someone that has done a good job for example so therefore it must be that i am a slave of unrighteousness my own jealousy right but god's, god's word says to me don't be jealous be thankful praise god for what Jamie. yeah so now i see two directions right do i want to stay in jealousy or do i want to give thanks and be free and love my brother and rejoice as one body in the church right yeah so there you can see a tension there can you see a tension so when you see the tension that is the spiritual battle revealed to you the tension of the two laws remember in romans chapter Seven, there are two laws, right? These are the two laws, right? So when the Word of God is inserted into your heart, it reveals there are two laws. Now, you have to make the choice. You know what? I hate that. I really hate being envious. I hate my weakness of being envious. I'm not happy. I'm not joyful. I'm not peaceful. I'm always shameful when I pray because of this jealousy in my heart. And God knows my heart, and I know I've got jealousy yeah this is horrible i want to get rid of it right so what i do is i need to flee from envy and then i need to pursue what is right yeah so as husbands and wives we have husbands and wives in our midst right husband and wives in our midst so let me tell you a joke well not a joke my example right because i've told this internationally so i may as well tell the whole world right so me and my wife are generally quite good but one day she made soup right I don't know if you have heard this example on the internet made soup you know soup Chinese soup right Chinese soup so she made Chinese soup and she made me use the small ladle you know small ladle small ladle to put the soup into the bowl right in our family of four that means four bowls of soup right i have to use a small ladle but i'm a guy who is very impatient what i want to do i want to take the big wok ladle wow. one time two three four i finish in under 10 seconds Is not efficiency is that efficient it's efficient right right it's efficient okay so here my wife having a fight in the kitchen i said no i want to take the big one right i said no it's like kung fu i tell you right Pyang, and then i said no take the small one i said no Pyang, no i want the big one so we fight y'all. Oh. we fight every time she makes soup we fight it was so dumb you know i was captured i was captured because you are wasting my time this is so stupid right i want to be fast you do you know how valuable my time is <laughs> you know what I mean? it's like that right so she, she can't let go and i can't let go you know? she can't let go and i can't let go and then it was quite funny right right so one day after repetition for a few weeks right a few months actually i wouldn't say don't lie right a few months and then it suddenly dawned on me i froze i froze when the soup is coming right i froze and says right i know what's going to happen right and i froze and i said to myself what's going on here what's going on here and then i began to dawn on myself and says even that's my name do you will you die if you use the small spoon will you die I said, I said to him, I answered my own question, I said, no. Well, if you don't die, why don't you do it? Then I began to think of the next step. Well, if you do it, if you take the small spoon, what's going to happen? I said, well, I'm not going to argue with my wife. My wife would be happy. And then I said, do
1: I want that?
0: Yeah. And then I began to think well what is what is more valuable my eight seconds or happy marriage and it says eight seconds and a happy marriage i think a happy marriage is preferable you know happy marriage is preferable because i'm not going to die if i give up my eight seconds i'm not right so i gave up my and because i'm quite a cheeky chap right so basically I, I did a slow motion this is what i was like in the kitchen i did a slow motion i says darling look at me and i i literally did this i went for the small spoon picked it up and go
1: hi small spoon small spoon
0: right she laughed my kids laughed i laughed everyone laughed and resolved does that make sense okay i'm using that example to project into your mind right this is obviously a daily life example but i don't want you to stay on the daily life example that's not the purpose of my illustration it wasn't right the antidote was not to give you a daily life example but that helps right but it's to project right after i chose to do the right thing did i have peace in my heart i did everyone had peace right Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 32, Isaiah chapter 32, Isaiah chapter 32, let's look at verse 15 to verse uh, 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 18, yeah, Isaiah chapter 32, verse 15 to 18, verse 15. Until the Spirit is poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, and the fruitful field is counted as a forest. So, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, what is meant to happen? We're meant to be spiritually fruitful. Remember, grow, grow, right? We're meant to be spiritually fruitful. But what is the fruit that is to be born there too? Okay, let's look at verse 16. Verse 16 once we allow the holy spirit to work in us what's going to happen verse 16 then justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remain in the fruitful field verse 17 yeah what are the two things that will come about first the work verse 17 the work of righteousness you are going to be able to do the right thing yeah Do the right thing. Okay, so when I talk about do the right
1: thing, remember what I said, you can't see it, it.
0: but what can you see? You can see the wrong thing that you were doing, and you can see the right thing that you are now doing. Okay. thing but according to Isaiah chapter 32 verse 16 17 18 what else can you see once you do the right thing what else can you see what else can you see yeah you can see peace uh-huh you can see quietness and you can see assurance forever Verse eighteen, you can have security before God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, you need to use scripture with scripture, right? Yeah. Isaiah chapter thirty-two is Old Testament, but it's prophecy. How does this work out in the New Testament, in our lives, right? Let's turn to First
1: John. First John. Yeah. First John. <clears throat> John first John chapter 3 verse 19
0: okay verse 19 to 21 I want you to write these verse three verses down okay verse 19 to 21 is there a sandwich is this a sandwich is this a sandwich? Is there a sandwich? Do you notice there's a sandwich? Verse 19 to 21. Is there a sandwich? There's a sandwich. Sandwich is two pieces of bread. Inside is the meat. Right. That's why I call it sandwich. Now if you look at verse 19, it says, By this we know we are of the truth and assure our hearts before him. That's positive, right? Now when you look at verse 20, For if our heart condemns us, right? If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and God knows all things. That's the negative part. Yeah? So basically what John is explaining to us, when we receive the righteousness, the commandment of God, we reflect, right? We reflect. God, you know, I feel dead bound. That is your heart condemning you. That's your heart condemning you. Okay. So when your heart condemns you after you receive the truth, you know how God sees this matter in your life. He will condemn you. If my own heart condemns me after I receive God's law righteousness and I I I my conscience, my heart condemns me, right? So then I feel bad as said, you know what, God, you've got me even my heart agrees with you, I'm totally wrong. Right? So what do we do? What do we do? What do we do after that? Well, let's go to verse 21. Let's go to verse 21. Because that is the other slice of the sandwich, right? So if you look at verse 21, what does it say? Be... Sorry. Verse 21. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. Can you see the two slices of sandwich? Two slices of bread, right? Positive, positive, and then the negative, right? So hang on, hang on. How did I get from negative, verse 20, to verse 21, positive? How on earth did I get there?
1: It's when I'm engaged, taught me. not when I am doing right, and assure my heart,
0: jealousy. I'm totally released from my lust. I am totally released from this part of my
1: pride. God's not going to condemn me because my heart is not condemning me. I'm being honest with myself, the Holy Spirit is not going to condemn me. God is not going to
0: how we allow Jesus to make
1: us holy, perfect for him. So is
0: this important? If you don't practice it, you have no peace. You live in self-deception. But if you believe in the word of God, you need to be holy to be saved, then you have to pursue for righteousness. You have to. You, you can't say, oh, yeah, I'll just do a bit of church work, and then I'll be all right, because everyone thinks I'm all right, so therefore I must be all right, and says, Rubbish. Trash, sorry, I mean North America. Wrong, it's wrong. Can you see how how much nonsense we have in our minds? How much nonsense there is? So God wants to get rid of that mm, trash, that nonsense that we keep telling ourselves. Right, And we need to give over for God to do that so i've already said that we need to make ourselves a slave of god's righteousness and we need to be converted as a child right basically we need to judge ourselves we need to let god judge us but we need to judge ourselves right so i use the example right if someone says hey you're, you're a little bit immature when when someone says we're immature how do we feel when we were immature we said no i'm not immature you're just yeah Right? But then you get to a point of maturity, you acknowledge your immaturity and say, you know what? Yeah, they were right. I don't, I can't admit it, but you were right. I was immature, right? So therefore, when you repent and you change, then you can receive the right thing. Then you can grow. When you keep denying, 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 you lose. You're stuck. Yeah. But I tell you, when you're willing of God tells us, when we're willing to do this, this is the path to bear fruit for holiness. Okay? Okay. So I did say that in John chapter 15, verse 7 to 8, yeah? John chapter 15. Oh, I forgot to share the screen. Oh, I'm so sorry. Online people, don't hate me. So in John chapter 15, verse 7 to 8, this is why why prayer is so important. Prayer is where salvation takes place. You don't like to pray, you're not serious about your salvation. If you believe prayer is for salvation, you can't say that I don't have enough time. I've got too many things on my mind you're lying to yourself but you say oh i want to be saved but i don't have time what that doesn't make sense right do you know we always talk about put your money where your mouth is right yeah put your money where your mouth is if you say it's that oh some this business is going to be really good really good invest in it invest in it right you keep telling other people to invest in it but if you don't put yeah, you, you keep telling people to invest in it prayer is really good but you don't actually put time into prayer then you're just saying it's empty talk and most of us we are living like that empty talk so we need to repent, change and says that you know what prayer is where salvation takes place right? I'll give you another thought Right. Actually, preacher uh, Tony mentioned this in the morning session. Did Jesus pray earnestly for the Father to save him from death? Did Jesus, when in his three years of ministry, did he pray a lot? Now, you're saying, you're saying, right? Okay? So then, let's see the difference, right? There's a difference if jesus being our savior he was sinless he was sinless he used valuable time limited time by the way because he only had three limited time grabbed time to beg god because he was the son of god beg god to save him from spiritual death he prayed so hard not just in the garden of gethsemane but then how can we who are sinners imperfect we can spend life doing the minimum how can that be possible how can it be possible that we can do the minimum and then hope that god will save us it's not possible that is called your faith not the faith that jesus revealed to us now, imagine if we're parents, right? We're parents. We've got kids, right? And this is the, the faith that we pass on to our children. You know what? You can go into the kingdom of God, just, you know, get on with your life. You've got things to do. We're all very busy. If you have time, pray. If you don't have time, it's all right. God will have mercy on you. What a bunch of lies. Massive, massive lies. We have idols in our heart, and we don't even know it, and we're we're We're, we're carrying the idol.
1: Darling son, darling daughter,
0: have this idol, and then just live a kind of a spiritual life, you'll be all right. What well, a bunch of lies. So therefore, what do we need to do? We need to incorporate. Salvation prayer is where salvation takes place. How do we know this? Look at John chapter 15, verse 7 and 8. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, right? You will ask what you desire. When do you ask what you desire before the Father, before our Lord Jesus? Where? In prayer, right? You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. That's how to be a disciple of Jesus. Jesus. Why do you want to be a disciple of Jesus? Just go, you want to do things for God or you want to be saved? What kind of disciple do you want? Do you want to be saved first and then you want to serve? Which one do you want first? Now, if you want to be saved first, then why are you concentrating 80% of your time to prepare for church work and you only give 20% of your time to pray? Or even less than that sometimes. Okay? Why? 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 it's a telltale sign we have our priorities in the wrong place our heart is in the wrong place but then you say well it was the church that chose me to do it i didn't ask for it well no hang on didn't you know that jesus laid his life for us and he is saving us did you not know that so we got it wrong we were meant to adjust and says you know what I want to be holy. I want to bear fruit of righteousness. Is that okay? Yeah? Stop blaming others. Stop blaming the church. Blaming is a sinful characteristic. Adam and Eve, once they say, what do they do? Half blame God. Adam blamed the wife. Wife blamed the serpent. Blame, blame, blame. That is how you know, if you're inside yourself, you should notice it, right? Excuses, blame, blah, 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 that's what we do. We blame the past, we blame this, we blame we didn't have our surroundings, we blame blame we didn't have the environment, we didn't have the support, we we do a lot, lot of blaming. When we blame, we are excusing ourselves, that you know what, I didn't get it right. Don't blame, okay? So let's continue.
1: Oh, oh, sorry.
0: Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 13 to 14. Now, from now on, you shall see prayer as part of your salvation. You don't like to pray, you're not going to be saved, right? John chapter 14, verse 13 to 14 says, This is what Jesus, our Lord, God, and Savior says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You ask anything in my name. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Was Jesus just saying it just for the sake of saying it? No. He said it and he means it. And his word is the gospel. His words are the words of eternal life. He is saying, believe this. This is given to you. is not only what I practiced, but this is the way to salvation, true? So every word of God, we need to read it in the same way as the doctrine of salvation, right? The doctrine of salvation tells us we need to be born of water and to be born of the Spirit, to receive baptism and to receive the Holy Spirit, true? So that is firm, right? So since we treat john chapter three verse five in such a clear manner then we need to incorporate the same thing when jesus says whatever you ask in my name i will do it if you ask anything in my name i will do it this is how you glorify the father this is how you bear fruit of righteousness are we going to put it side by side in the same way as we regard born of water born of the spirit are we going to put it side by side if you say no john chapter three is more important This, you know, John 15, 7, 8, and John 14, verse 13 to 14 is less important than what you're saying. So these words are words of eternal life. This is just a bunch of suggestions. Can you see how our minds are a little bit strange? Can you see now why the words of Jesus needs to be regarded in a holistic way? You cannot pick and choose, regard this as more important and regard that as not as important. Can you see where our sinful minds has got us wrong, right? So therefore, to bear fruit of holiness, you're supposed to beg God in prayer. So you beg God, God, please, I want eternal life. I want to know how to be holy. I need to know what is right. I'm ready to discover what is wrong. When you tell me what is wrong, I'm gonna examine myself and when I repent, I know that I've been forgiven when I'm practicing
1: the right thing. I know I've been I'm practicing, I'm practicing doing the right thing, yeah, giving this taking the small spoon, right? Yeah, but the
0: then, then that is at least so I'm going to give you a, a bit of a, <coughs> a situation, right? The, the example of my soup spoon, soup spoon thing, right, is now if you think about it, right, I mean we can laugh about it now right but was it unholy of me to behave like that towards my wife Was it unholy? Was it unholy? It wasn't unholy. Meaning, when I was like, I fight for the eight seconds, and I don't want to give in to take the big spoon, to take the small spoon. I want to take the big spoon. When I'm captured by this self-centeredness,
1: was that holy? It wasn't holy. Does that make sense now? Yeah?
0: So all the words that came out of my body, I didn't swear man. <laughs> when I'm fighting, I didn't swear. But the feeling, the heart, was not right. Right? Because she is God's daughter. I'm God's son. Shame on me. Yeah? So can you see... How doing the right thing is not just have a blessed life, but a blessed life before God. we live a holy life. Yeah? Okay, thank God, let's uh, have a silent prayer take particular break.
1: Amen. Sorry, can you uh, work with me? Five minutes. Five minutes, I come back.